Today on episode number 614 of the School of Podcast, and we've got a Because of My Podcast story, we're going to hear from Dan Miller on all the steps he had to take to actually play music legally on his podcast. And holy cow, did you just say you quit your job to start a podcast? Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. I'm fresh from being off the road, and I'm ready to help you massage your message, tackle the technology, face your fears, flatten that learning curve, and get you going in the right direction. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up, and you can sign up and get a yearly, or if you just want to go month to month, you can do that as well. And that coupon code listener is not anywhere on the website. It's not in the newsletter. It's only for you because you're listening right now. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com. If you want uh, to kind of see a little more information, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Well, this week I was on the road and it was a ton of fun. I started off Wednesday at the Cincinnati Podcasters Meetup and hung out with Brad and Joe, uh, Joe from On Face Edge, who I'm very uh, jealous of because I listened to it on the way home. He got to interview the lead stringer from Striper for the third time. That's cool. I'm a big metalhead. So that was kind of cool. Brad does the cinema guys. There are all sorts of guys. Uh, John, who is a member of the School of Podcasting, you might know him as Professor Slots. He was there and just tons of people. I shouldn't name names because I'm going to forget half. The, there was like 20 people there, if not more. It's a big group. And uh, if you're in the Cincinnati area, Definitely check them out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 615. And from there, I drove down to Nashville, Tennessee, and a great town, by the way. Got to hang out there Saturday night. But Friday night, or Friday, I went to Podfecta. And this is a brand new event put on by David Hooper, who is a uh, friend of mine. I've known him for quite a while. Does the Red Podcast. Also does the, uh, used to be called the Big Podcast. Now it's called Build a Big Podcast. And you're like, what? You can change your name? Yep. Can we take a quick tangent right here before we finish out talking about my week? David changed his name from Build a Pod or Big Podcast to Build a Big Podcast. The Podcasters Roundtable went from having a single topic to doing multiple topics. John Lee Dumas, Entrepreneur on Fire, went from doing a daily show after doing 2,000 episodes, went down to twice a week. Uh, who else changed their? Uh, Paul Culligan. The podcast report just wrapped up season five, says he's going to change things for season six. So I say this again, your podcast is a recipe. It's uh, not a statue. You can change it if you want to. So if you're worried about starting in the right direction and oh, if it's wrong, oh, if it's wrong, you just change it. And so David did this thing called Podfect. It's a one day event. They had uh, four or five sessions all in one room. For the record, that's my absolute favorite format. When you have a community of people who all get the exact same information, yeah, PodFest down in Orlando did that a couple of years ago when they were smaller. Joe Pardo does uh, Podcast Minute Atlantic. He has that format. And it, the idea is you, it's, a, it's designed to be a small conference so everybody can be in the same room. And this was a, the first time. And this was a proof of concept. Proof of concept. Like, hey, can we do this? And so they did it. It sold out. That's called proof of concept. And it was actually a really good event. Jeff Sanders was there. Jeff's been on the show. That's the Mr. 5 a.m. miracle, the free time formula. 
everything again I mentioned here, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 615. He's been interviewed on the show. Jennifer Briney was there. She nailed it. She does Congressional Dish. And uh, there were some great, Steve Stewart was there. He was on a panel about editing. There was a, a panel on from NPR people talking about how to do story stuff. I did a live podcast rodeo show. And then there was kind of a wrap up. So there wasn't a ton of sessions and they were longer. So people really got to go in depth. Like Jeff did a great job talking about if you're one of those people that, because really less than 10% of people get like the thousands and thousands of downloads to get, for lack of a better phrase, a big sponsor, the Casper mattress, the stamps.com only, you know, less than 10% of people get that, but that doesn't mean you can't have a sponsor again, school of podcasting.com slash six one five. I interviewed Glenn Hebert from the horse radio network. If you go to school of podcasting.com, Glenn as in G L E N N one, We'll get you to that episode where he talks about finding sponsors when you don't have a big show. But Jeff did a great job. And then later in the day, Jen Briney, who does Congressional Dish, she did a great job. And they both mentioned something that I was very happy to hear. And that was most people don't want to hear this. So I'm sorry if this offends you. It took them years to do podcasting full time. I know. I'm sorry, but it's true. Uh, I also went to a thing called Craft Content Nashville, which is an unconference. And for those of you that remember back in the day, it was like a pod camp. Now, this had over 50 speakers with tons of tracks. So it was the direct opposite of Podfecta. And so there were tons of tracks, tons of speakers. And this was not where Podfecta was geared towards podcasters. This was geared towards bloggers and creative people. So like I went into one session and they were talking about alternative nostril breathing and tapping on your wrist to get rid of headache pains or something like that. And that one I walked out of, and you were encouraged to, by the way, at an unconference, if you're in a session, you're like, not for me, you're encouraged to get up and walk out. Then another one I went into, it was somebody talking about what I've learned after a year of podcasting. And the thing that made me really nervous about that one was they were mentioning about if you wanted to do an interview, you could use, and I hope you go, what? You could use talk shoe. Uh-oh. And hopefully you just said, what's talk shoe? Cause you don't want to use it. That's really, really bad information. And so I, it took everything I had, my backgrounds in training and there's nothing a teacher loves more than the student that goes, I know more than the teacher does call on me. So I, I didn't do that, but I really, really wanted to. So that's where I was. And One of the things I want to talk about here is quitting your day job. Can we really, can we have a conversation? Just let's talk about that. One of the things that Jen uh, Briney, again, from Congressional Dish. Now, if you're not familiar with her show, she talks about what goes on in Congress. And in her presentation, she put up a slide and said, what is a valuable show? What is a valuable show? And for Jennifer, she put it up. She said, it's an impressive display of public entertainment. Because you think about it, I could go out, I don't know, in my parking lot and go, and that would be a public display of entertainment. I'm not sure how impressive that would be. So it's an impressive display of public entertainment that is useful or important. And so when we go useful, 
you know I'm going to pull out the list if you're a regular listener. For me, useful means you're going to make me laugh, cry, think, groan, educate me, or entertain me. If you do one of those, it's pretty useful. And when it's useful, it's kind of automatically important. So if you can make me laugh, that's important when I've had a crappy day. So a valuable show is an impressive display of public entertainment that is useful or important. And I was like, yeah, preach on. Then on the way down, and I finished it on the way up, I was listening to the book called So Good They Can't Ignore You by Cal Newport. The tagline is why skills trump passion in the quest for your work you love. So it's kind of about beginning jobs, but there's a lot of it that I think we can apply to podcasting because he goes really hard against the whole, if you just follow your passion, man, the money will come. Just follow your passion. He's kind of like, uh, no. And so I was like, well, okay, because I'm all about you got to have the passion. You have to have passion because you're never going to make it through the the how if you don't have that passion, if you don't have the why. You know, that passion kind of fuels you when you throw out that first episode and it gets seven downloads. You're like, yeah. So it's a very interesting book. I agree with some of it, but he talks about how to move forward. You need to develop skills that are rare and valuable. Those were kind of the keywords. Now he's again talking about a job, but I thought, you know, this kind of applies to a podcast. And he was saying that when you get a job that has rare, you know, it's a rare talent and it's valuable, that leads to more jobs where you start to control more of your destiny. And he points out uh, and gives different illustrations on how few, if any people, can say exactly what they want to do when they grow up. I know when I was 18, I just know I didn't want to wear a suit. That's all I remembered. But I did not say, well, I think I will work in a grocery store. Then I'll get fired and go back to school, be a corporate trainer for 20 years, and then be downsized and get a job in podcasting. I don't remember saying that. And he points out that most people take small steps doing rare and valuable work, which leads to more opportunities that lead to you having more control over your life. And he also says when you're, when you are rare, when you're a rare employee that makes you valuable and when you're valuable, you can control and kind of call some of the shots, which makes you happy. And when you're happy, that is not the whole point of, you know, getting outside the cubicle, man, escaping the nine to five. Well, okay. If you're happy and you know it, I don't know, stomp your feet, right? Is that how that goes? And in the book, he talks about the law of remarkability. And I have been programmed like Pavlov's dog. Can we take a 10-second tangent? For those of you that remember the Little Rascals, do you guys remember the episode with Spanky? And Spanky would tell all these stories, and then the little kid would go, remarkable. Every time I hear the word remarkable, I think of that. I've been programmed. And... Cal talks about the law of an idea, remarkability. And he says, now he was talking about work. I've substituted, substituted the word podcast. He says, your podcast inspires people to remark about it. Hence, remarkability. Your podcast inspires people to remark about it. And uh, as well as if it has the ability to be spread in a venue that supports these remarks. That's really wordy, Cal. Hmm, well, it needs work. I have to go. 
I'm going to paraphrase that. Your podcast makes people want to tell their friends about it and you make it easy to share. That is the law of remarkability. That's how you grow your audience. And he talks about having a goal, again, of acquiring skills that are rare and valuable. And so I looked at that. I thought about rare and valuable. And I got to hang out with David Hooper and Jen Briney on uh, Saturday. And I was thinking about Jennifer's show because she was explaining, God bless her, how she was reading a bill that was going through Congress that was not 20 pages. It wasn't 200 pages. It was over 2,000 pages. I think it was like 2,332. And I just, my brain just went, I just couldn't, I was like, wow, I can't believe doing that. And I'm pretty sure it's rare that anybody would read that because the senators, you know, the people that are actually voting on it, I think she said they get like four or six pages. I was like, what? And so in regards to getting a really good picture of what is actually going on in Congress, well, Jen provides a ton of value. And so that's how, why she did her presentation on the value for value kind of strategy where you use Patreon and PayPal. And she has like a bazillion different ways that you, you know, checks and things like that you can pay. So it was really cool, but I thought that was interesting that uh, the law of remarkability. Now, Jen also had a thing in her presentation again, where she talked about what is value. It's an impressive display of public entertainment that is useful and important. So I, I'm talking to people on break and I, I kind of couldn't believe my ears. And that is I'm talking with this lovely person. They explain how they've had a job in year, you know, for years doing marketing and they quit their job to start a podcast. What? Not like, Hey, my podcast has been growing and it's got to the point now where I can quit my day job because I've proven the concept going back to what we were talking about with Dave. I've proven the concept. I'm bringing in money. If I add more time to this, it will make more money. I'm good to go. And when she told me the, or he, when he or she told me that the, uh, the, the, the name of the podcast or the subject, it didn't scream. Well, that'll be easy to monetize. It wasn't like the snowmobile podcast where if somebody buys a snowmobile on Amazon, you, you know, <laughs> right. It wasn't something like that. And I was just like, oh, oh, holy cow. What have you done? What have you done? Danger, danger, Will Robinson. Look what you've done. I just couldn't believe it. Now, she did mention that this person, he or she mentioned that they have a fairly decent nest egg. So I was like, okay. Because I was like, oh, my, my. Because I think some people see these things on on the web and they think that you can just quit your podcast and start ringing in the money. And so that's, again, just to reiterate that, the thing I loved about both Jeff and Jen talking about monetization, they both used the Y word. And that's right. They said years to build up an audience that big to where you can actually quit your day job. And Jen mentioned that there was a time where her husband had lost his job. He's got a great job now. But at the time, it was like, ooh, how are we going to handle this? So what she did is instead of quitting her podcast, she got 
she'd been a waitress in the past. And so she got a part-time job as a waitress in a good restaurant. And you can actually make, I was a waiter. You can make pretty decent money being a waiter if you've got the personality and the patience for it. And so she was able to keep Congressional Dish going while making money as a waitress and doing both. Now, granted, Congressional Dish didn't grow as fast as it could have because, well, she had this other day job thing, but it also didn't stop. And so eventually she was able to build up the show enough to where she could then cut back her hours on waitressing, put a, a more that time then goes into Congressional Dish, helps it grow. And I just say what she basically did is she could have tried to jump over a lake and just quit her job and just go full time. The chances of that working, mm, pretty slim. So what she did is she, instead of jumping over a lake, built the show, had a part-time job, and ended up jumping over a puddle, which is still scary. It's still scary, but it wasn't death-defying. And I was looking out on the website because I was thinking of movies where you see people there where they're, you know, it's the final scene or something. And they're like, oh my gosh, we're trapped. We're trapped. What are we going to do? I will have to jump. No, we can't jump. Yeah, we have to jump. And then they jump. And especially if they're jumping over like from one building to the next. And there's some really insane videos of people climbing buildings and jumping from one building to the next. And it's impressive and yet death, literally death defying. And so I did find one video the whole time as I'm watching this, I'm hearing my mom go, hey, just because Johnny Johnson jumps off a bridge doesn't mean you should. And that's kind of what's happening. I actually found a video. It's kind of disturbing of people that are doing this kind of stunts. And this one person jumped like, I don't know, three feet from one building to the other. And they forget that if they do one thing wrong, uh, they die. And sure enough, this person falls down. And I'm assuming uh, there was one guy fell off a, a crane. And luckily, none of these, you sh- you don't see the body land, but I'm pretty sure I, kn- I know the final outcome here. And so, again, I point this out because I think we see people sometime that make it look easy. I just did this and now I'm, now I look at me, I got a boat on the internet. I know how to make a million dollars. All you got to do is give me a million dollars. So be very, very careful with that. And the other thing, and again, this is not a, a a crack on Podfecta, but it just makes me worried. It makes me worried. I heard somebody in Jeff, Jeff was doing his thing on monetization. And his question was, what topic should I talk about? That's easy to monetize. Oh, that's not one of our top answers. And when I hear a question like that, and again, number one, there's nothing wrong with making money with your podcast. Number two, you don't have to make money with your podcast. If you're like, hey, I, I just want to have fun with my friends, please just have fun with your friends. But if you want to do a podcast for money and your sole goal of starting a podcast is to not only make money, but make money fast and quit your day job in three weeks. I'm just here to tell you. Nope. Sorry. It's not on the board. You'll, you'll probably make more money because step one is to make a remarkable show and grow your audience. And that is going to take again years probably. So keep that in mind. That was, that were some of the things that I saw 
at Podfecta. Those are some of the things I saw at uh, Craft Content Nashville. And those were the things that that worried me. Podfecta was like a lot of fun. It really was. Uh, both places, Craft Content and Podfecta, they brought actually, and even the Cincinnati Podcasters Group, they brought in food. So you didn't have to leave. Uh, you were all, again, the group did everything together. So that was cool as well. It was a good time. And what I, I think we could do with Podfecta, because David's now got a proof of concept. I could see in the future, what if you want to do like Podfecta Beginner? And like the first session is going over those things you need to think about, all those questions you need to think about before you start your podcast. And then maybe the second session is is gear. What kind of gear do you need based on the kind of show you're going to do? And then number three is, um, you know, what kind of website do you need? What do you need on your website? How to build your website? And maybe number four is what media host to choose. And of course, the answer would be Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Use the coupon code SOP free to get a free month. So that would be like Podfecta Beginner, or you could have like Podfecta Monetization. And you could have Jeff come back in, talk about CPMs. You could have Jen come back in, talk about value for value. You could have me come in and talk about membership sites, have somebody else come in, talk about affiliate marketing. And you could have just like, because that way, everybody in that room has the same goal. That would be kind of interesting. Be interesting is, again, it's hard because now, how do I know if that's going to work? You'd have to throw it on the wall. Don't know. Maybe it's nice to get everybody together with different topics. But David has proven his, his idea worked. And so that's where when I hear people wanting to quit their day job, just to kind of wrap this up, you better get proof of concept. You know, if I'm doing the Andrew Jackson podcast, you know, the guy, the president, the guy that's on the twenty. That might be kind of hard to monetize. Survey says. And so you might want to do that show along with your job for a while and make that chasm that you're jumping over as small as you can. So it's not quite so scary. Those are some quick insights from Podfecta and from Craft Content and from the Cincinnati Podcasters Meetup. I do have one regret. Tim Hansen who does the man, oh, it's something with a seat, manontheseat.com podcast, drove up from Georgia to see me at Craft uh, Content Nashville, sat in my presentation. I did a presentation about how an authentic voice can breed intimacy. And he was there, came up, we talked for maybe two minutes. I think I turned around, I'm trying to remember, I was thinking about this on the way home. I think I turned around and packed up my laptop because the next presentation was coming in and I turned around to get my laptop and stuff. And I think when I turned around, he was gone or I'm not sure, but I never really hung out with him. And so here's a member of the school of podcasting drove from Georgia and got to spend maybe two minutes with me. And I was like, that is not, that is not how Danny Pena has taught us how to do this. So Tim, I'm sorry, buddy, that we, we kind of lost connections there, but I do deeply appreciate you making the drive there. So that was one thing I was like, oh, because I was one of those where you always kind of go, oh, I'll, I'll catch him after the next session or whatever. And all of a sudden you're driving home. You're like, hey, I never really. Oh, so that was uh, one thing I wish I could have changed. But other than that, it was a great weekend. I am uh, glad to be home. And one other person that was there was Dan Miller. And this was recorded, speaking of years, 
on the floor of social media marketing world. But listen to this story about how he was able to legally play some music. I'm on the floor at Social Media Marketing World with the one and only, don't be fooled by cheap imitations, Dan Miller from 48 Days to the Work You Love. He's one of the few guys who's ever actually got music licensed for his podcast, and I wanted him to tell the story of the joy you had to go through to get that done. Absolutely. I was on terrestrial radio for six years, so there they have the you know, BMI license, ASCAP license for taking care of business, the old Bachman-Turner Overdrive song. So that's what I use, is theme music. Well, when I went off, I wanted to keep that iconic music as part of my podcast. Well, it's different when you're doing a podcast, a personal podcast, is when you're on a radio station. So I contacted the publisher, Sony Music, about a license for that. It was like they had never heard the question before. And it was amazing that they hadn't been confronted with that. And I pushed and pushed and pushed. I said, I want an actual agreement on this. After four months of going back and forth with attorneys in, in uh, Los Angeles and New York, they finally came back and, because I used like, you know, 23 seconds at the front of my podcast, and that's all. And they didn't know how to handle that. They said, would you be comfortable with $100 a year? I said, yes, send me a contract. They sent me a contract. The contract was full of all this legalese. This can never be shared in a format where it could be recorded and played again. I'm like, you guys don't understand podcasting. This is Sony Music, biggest music company in the world. I did a red pen all over that contract, crossed out major sections of it, sent it back with my $100. About two weeks later, I got a clean copy exactly as I had modified it, and I've been using that ever since. Every year, I send them $100. Bucks. Nice. Yeah. That's all I needed. Thank you very much. Absolutely. There you go. Dan Miller, speaking of starting a business, great advice, 48 days to the work you love. I'll have links to this out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 614. Next up, Leslie, this was recorded in the hallway using my Zoom H1 and some giant squid audio condenser clip-on microphones. She's with the Rogue Ones podcast with a Because of My Podcast story. And we are here at Podfecta in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm here with... Leslie Thompson. And Leslie, uh, what is your podcast? It is the Rogue Ones podcast. The Rogue One podcast. And tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so you can find all the information at RogueOnesPodcast.com. Okay. Uh, But we talk with extraordinary individuals and look at their failures and successes on their rogue journey, meaning they have this attitude of rogueness toward life. Awesome. And we want to capture that. And because of your podcast? Because of my podcast, I have been able to talk to a bucket list person who no one would know. He's considered an A-list celebrity to me alone. That's what counts. He is Iditarod dog sled racer Lance Mackey. He's won the Iditarod four times, won the Yukon Quest four times. The only person to win both in one year, and he did it twice. Uh, Struggled through throat cancer. Pretty extraordinary individual. And I got to talk to him only because of this podcast. Very cool. You know who's happy about that? Who? Tim Dewey, who does the Sled Dog podcast many, many, many moons ago. And that's oh. the only way I know a thing about the Iditarod. i got to find him. Yeah, he's a good guy. So where can we find your stuff again? RogueOnesPodcast.com. That's it. Thank you, sir. In case you missed it, it's time for a podcast rewind. Poor Joe Taylor from... OnFaceEdge.com. You can find that. Uh, this is where he interviews Christian artists and authors and musicians. And I, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, he got to interview the lead singer from Striper for the third time. And what's really cool about that story is the first time Joe asked the Striper team, 
if he could interview Michael. The second and third time they asked Joe because Joe said did such a good job. So find his stuff at onfaceedge.com. And uh, Joe's like, man, I can't get away from you because Joe was looking for other kind of faith kind of shows. And he found one called Touched by Heaven. And episode one had some guy named Dave Jackson on it. Here's a quick clip. In this episode, Dave Jackson, a friend of mine, had a bullet flying straight for his head. And somehow, at the last moment, God, shall we say, swatted it away. It's no joke. I'll play the story in just a moment. Who am I? I am your host. My name is Trapper Jack. Thank you, Trapper. You can find him at touchedbyheaven.net. And that's actually, there's three stories that are uh, Invisible Sky Buddy inspired, shall we say. And the last thing I want to mention here, as I record this, it is April 23rd. And you have four days to get your answer in. For the question of the month. And here's the thing. Can I peel back the curtain a second? So far, I have zero responses, which is why we kind of quit the can- the uh, question of the month. The question is, what did you plan on doing the first quarter of the year? That would be January through March that you didn't do. And uh, what are you going to do to fix that? What's the new plan for the new month? Somebody had sent this question in, said, why aren't we doing the question of the month anymore? And uh, another thing you can send in, if you want, you can send in more than one. Now, when you do send in your response, be sure to say your name, say your podcast, and where we can find you. So what I'm offering here is called free promotion to a couple thousand people, along with a link on the website for the record. But another thing, if you want to send in, if you're like, Dave, that was a horrible question, I would love to hear what you would like to have us as an audience answer. I'm open for those as well. I'm actually thinking of going back and looking at what we did last year and maybe just doing those same questions again, because it was a lot of fun last year. And what we did is we would have, you know, the first three weeks, I would say the question and then the last episode of the month, we would actually hear all the answers. And for whatever reason, so far, we're not getting any answers. So don't forget, I need them by April 27th. Simply uh, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. There are multiple ways to do that. You can just record it and email it to me, Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. Answering the question, what did you plan on doing this year so far that you uh, didn't? Why do you think you didn't do it? And uh, how are you going to fix that? And again, mention you, mention your website, mention your podcast and what it's about. Deadline, April 27th. And as we head out the door, oh, don't hit stop. Holy cow. I see you in my listening stats. Just want to thank everybody in Nashville, in Cincinnati. What a great week I had. And I'm glad you're aboard. Subscribe in iTunes. Simply go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe. And you'll see not only can you subscribe in Apple Podcast, excuse me, who said iTunes? You can also subscribe in Stitcher and Spotify and all the other fun-filled places. And until next week... Class is dismissed next week. I honest, I know I've been saying this for a couple weeks. I'm going to be playing with some tools this week and I'll be reporting back. I found a uh, fun tool for transcriptions that's really cheap. I'll let you know if it's worth it or not. And I'm going to be playing with Wave and a couple other fun-filled tools. I'll be reporting back next week as you report back with the question of the month. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week, class is dismissed. 